Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. So let's bring on our guy, Reed Wallach, from BetQL and talk a little college football. First off, Reed, do you watch The Office, and why is is, uh, Pam the worst human ever? So I am a huge Office guy, and thank you for having me on as always, guys. Absolutely. Uh, I am a huge Office fan. I wouldn't say Pam's the worst human being ever, but she's definitely – she does some suspect things. The, the resume is a little – it's a little murky there. Exactly. And But, like, they heard her and Jim, though, that is the glue of the show, though. So you, you love Pam, but you also know Pam has, like – she's got some issues. You know, but, hey, everyone's flawed. But who does it? That's why. That's why we so, love Pam because right. we grow. We grow with her. Yes. We live right. with those issues she has. Exactly. So she strings Roy along, and then she cheats. She cheats on him. She with, strings Roy along. She cheats on him with Jim. Then she toys with Jim's emotions. She forces him to leave Scranton. Then when Jim is finally happy, Pam ruins it for him. Um, what else does she do? She tries to tra- chase her dream multiple times. She's an artist. Blames everyone else. When her parents get divorced. She blames Jim for it. She loses her, Jim you know what, on Michael, who supports her. Oh, my gosh. And then she makes Jim give up his own dreams because she needs him to be close by. This is the worst take in sports I've lived history. apart from my wife for three months because she wants me to chase my dreams, and I want her to chase her. Anyway, Reed, what's up? <laughs> you got a great piece out on BetQL. Everybody check it out. Check out Reed's stuff. You placed one early bet for week one. Tell us a little bit about it and what you like. Yeah, so over the weekend, uh, most of the major books posted college football totals. I mean, the game, the week one lines, game of the year lines have been out, but totals have been, um, they have not been posted, but over the weekend they were. And one total I hit, I've been looking at it since I started doing my you know, projections for this season, is week one, the final game of that. It's a Monday night game. It is Ole Miss-Louisville. The total set 74.5, right where I wanted it to be. This is an overplay for me. I like it all the way up to 76. These are two of the most explosive offenses in college football with yep. Dark Horse Heisman candidate Matt Corral from Ole Miss and Malik Cunningham uh, for Louisville. I could go through the projections. I don't want to give away my entire article, but these are two explosive offenses that play super fast. Defenses let up a ton of explosive plays. This is just going to be a shootout. The, the plain and simple. Each team, in my opinion, is going to get to 40 points overplay why why not right like why don't we want to see a shoot at the end week one of college football Reed, what who's the most overrated team in college football this year relative to expectation and this isn't saying that they're bad but alabama is a team i played their under Same. on their wow. their totals at 11 and a half mm-hmm. so again alabama is going to be you know unbelievable they're going to be a college football playoff contender again but relative to their win total which is are they going to go undefeated or not Alabama is overrated, and I think that last year's historic team is kind of clouding the public's opinion of what Alabama is this year because they lost so much talent. Right. You know, it's tough to follow it up year after year. Look at LSU last year, and I get, you know, the pandemic threw a wrench into it, but you, these historic teams, they get gutted the year after, and I see there's at least one slip-up for Alabama along the way, maybe two. I completely agree with you. I'm really high on Georgia heading into the season, but I was talking about this earlier, and for some reason I am every single year. Um, Where do you find value if you are looking to play a future to win the national title? Like you just said, Alabama's the overwhelming favorite, despite the fact they lose 
Devontae Smith. They lose Mac Jones. They lost a lot, man. And then you look at uh, second best odds, Ohio State, not surprising, 6-1, to one, even though they lose Justin Fields. Clemson is plus 450. Where do you see value, if any, as far as championship odds? So uh, college football is dominated by that big four, or big five, I guess. I'll throw Georgia in there, but Oklahoma also. Those five teams are always making up a majority of the college football playoffs. So if you want to really get a team that's likely going to win probably eight or nine times out of ten, you want to go into that, that group of inside of 10-1. to 1. That's why there's such a significant drop-off. Right. For me, that team's Clemson. The, this team is absolutely loaded. Mm-hmm. We saw DJ Ugungala. I'm going to butcher his name. No, but it's Ugungala. okay. It's okay. Ugungala, um, yeah. I no, think. You got it, man. You got it. I All love, right, I love him because he gave me the greatest memory of my life was Notre Dame beating Clemson. It'll never happen yeah, ever and- again. Um when we talk overrated, I'm the biggest Notre Dame fan. I think we got to throw them in there. I think they're going to be great defensively, but I, I think Notre Dame's going to stink this year. But go on. Sorry, Reed. So, so <laughs> Clemson, we saw DJ last year show up. And I understand that Clemson, they lost, they lost Travis Etienne. They lost Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. But DJ's a five-star, high pedigree, and we've seen him perform. They got Justin Ross back, who missed all of last year, this final injury. They have two five-star blue-chip prospects in the backfield. And their defense is bringing back pretty much everyone. So this is a Clemson team that their Achilles heel is on defense. They bring back more than 90% of production. They're, in my opinion, the best team in the country. Even if they were, let's just say they lose to Georgia in week one, right? That's their only game that they're going to be favored by less than a touchdown in. Even if they lose that game, they're still making the college football playoff because they're going to run the table in the ACC. So if you want to wait for Clemson, you think they're going to lose to Georgia, sure, that's fine. That, then wait and get Clemson that following week because it will only go – the odds will only shrink from there. But for me, Clemson is the best team in the country, and I see an undefeated season here. Anything else you like as far as futures or even any uh, week one uh, spreads or totals? One team I'm really high on, by the way, Reed, is uh, Iowa State. I love Matt Campbell, love Brock Purdy, but I look at the Big 12, man, and I just think that Oklahoma is going to be so dominant. I think every year I think we overrate Oklahoma a little bit because defensively they can never stop mm-hmm. anybody. But they're actually solid defensively, man, and I, I think that they're going to probably most likely run the table. But any uh, any other value you see in college football? Yeah, so Iowa State, great. I mean, they're bringing back so much production that it's tough to not be into them. And, listen, they, I, I have an overwin total on TCU because I see them as a dark horse in the Big 12. But they're still, from a talent perspective, they're still below Iowa State. So no gripes for me there. The one team that I'm – just super high on this is kind of it seems like it's going to be my team this year is Utah they nice. bring back everyone on the offensive and defensive line I got them earlier uh probably about two three weeks ago at plus 300 to win the Pac-12 uh their division I might add a college football playoff long shot 22 to 1 to make the college football playoff the schedule breaks perfectly for them they have to go to USC but Kyle Whittingham, he is fantastic at stopping the air raid offense, which is obviously what USC, that's their offense. So Utah has a lot of historic success against USC. That's on the road. They get Arizona State, who's going to contend at home. They get UCLA from the other side of the division at home. They get Oregon at home. Utah's a tough place to play. If there's fans in the stands, no one wants to go to Utah to play that team. This team is loaded with a ton of returning production. I love Utah this year. I'm on their over eight and a half. I'm on them to win the division. And I'm honestly, I might probably have to throw some pizza money on them to make the college football playoff. What about uh, the Heisman Trophy Award? I don't usually play it, but I'm like, ah, man, I was looking mm-hmm. at it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to find some value. 
I feel like Sam Howell, 16 to 1, is a decent number. Also, JT Daniels, if he could stay healthy for Georgia, 12 to 1. But again, I'm just buying into Georgia. Is there value, or do you just play Spencer Rattler to go? I mean, he's plus 800, 8 to 1 odds. He's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Every quarterback in Oklahoma does. Is, <laughs> what do you think about that? Okay. So, I, and these numbers are all over the place, but right. DJ's 11 to 1. I know. I saw I that. Told too. You guys, I love Clemson. And I understand Oklahoma, but listen, we've seen this with Oklahoma before, and the defense is going to figure itself out, and I think team success does somewhat play a role in the Heisman case. But if Oklahoma has one of their classic drop-the-ball games on the road against the middling Big 12 team, and Clemson just destroys everyone, how isn't DJ the favorite here? I see at MGM right now, he's 11-1. to Yeah. I just feel like that's a little too long for a guy who, in my opinion, is on the clear head and shoulders, best team in college football, has the pedigree. We've seen him go into Notre Dame with one game of experience and take the, his undermanned team to overtime. I don't know. Like, wh- why is DJ not the play here at 11-1? to 1? I think anything double digits has to be, right? Yeah, I like that a lot, man. I, I like that. And then, I, yeah, I mean, because I don't know. I'm not high on North Carolina. I do like Sam Howell, though. And then I was just looking mm-hmm. at some other numbers, man. I mean, you could get King right now. See, I'm not buying into Miami. What are, what are your thoughts on Miami heading into the season? Let me ask you that. So they're obviously going to lose week one to Alabama with or without King. And I feel like this is another team because the numbers look so favorably on Miami because they bring in these top recruiting classes every year. They bring back a ton of production this year, but there's still something just not there. And I like De'Aaron King, but is he 100% from the knee? Is Manny Diaz really the guy for Miami? I feel like, again, we do this every some on, like maybe every two or three years, like, oh, the U's back. This is the year. We're doing it this year. I'm not sold on Miami because it's just a consistency issue. And if De'Ara King is not 100%, there's still just not a lot of depth on that offense to really make me, you know, want to play an over nine and a half on Miami when they do play a North Carolina team that's pretty solid. I like Louisville in the ACC this year. I like North Carolina State. Pittsburgh's tough. There's a lot of quality competition in the ACC that could creep up on you. So, if you catch Miami on the wrong night, they're going to get bounced. That's just how that's how they played the past several years. Hey, Reed, how did UFC 265 treat you? Not amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it wasn't great, you know. And what it really was, and I I think I've came on the show and told you guys, I feel like I'm either crushing cards or I'm getting crushed. I never have like break even, like just like I enjoy myself type of night. Either I'm I'm going out like five and one, or I'm going one and five. But these were a ton of closely lined fights. I'm, I'm pretty sure almost every fight leading up to the main card was inside of minus 130. So, you know, small edges to carve out there. So I didn't go big on anything. And, you know, I was on the wrong side of a few decisions. It is what it is. But the good thing is they're off this week, but they're back next week with a whole other card. And I'll just get back off the side. That's how you have to play the UFC. That, that's a reason why my partner uh, went to watch it at a movie theater. And I didn't go because, you know, I'm not the biggest UFC fan, especially not going to a greasy, stinky movie theater. Hey, it was 10 it. bucks. I saved myself 70 bucks going to that movie theater. Or you could have just watched it for free with and me. And I got buckets of beer for 11 bucks, man. It was, well, there you it was go. a good night. Reed, I'm also all in on um, the Summer League right now. I, I'm actually sweating out uh, one game between the Magic and Golden State right now. I had Golden State to cover. It went outright, and I had the over in 170.5 and knock on linoleum. I'm looking pretty good here. How do you bet the NFL, I mean, the NBA Summer League? And, and do you have any plays that you're particularly interested in? So I, I am covering the Summer League for BetQL. There's a preview up for the late – yeah, we still got 20 minutes before it starts on the Suns Jazz tonight. Mm-hmm. And 
What you know, there is a little, there's a little bit of guesswork into this, especially when you haven't seen these guys play yet, right? And yeah. you don't know the rotation. But it sounds so simple, but you really want to look for who, where, first of all, where's the talent, right? Because you're going to have a few second-year guys coming back. Like, look at Memphis, for example. That's a team I played to win the Summer League this year because they have one of the most overqualified rosters I've ever seen in Summer League history. You know, they brought in Desmond Bain. He played the Nets today. He went off. They got guys like Killian Tilly, Xavier, uh, Xavier Tillman. They have NBA-level players on their team. So you want to look for those teams. And on top of that, defense is optional here. So you want to look for who's going to be the lead ball handler, you know, who's going to be the initiator, who's going to run the offense. And, you know, if you're looking at a defensive-minded team, like a prospect that, oh, he's highly tied on defense, let's just say. It, there's no defense in this. You know, it's a lot of run and gun, a lot of bricks. So you want trustworthy ball handlers running your offense. And – that would lead me to my handicap on tonight's game where I lean Utah with the points, but four and a half is a lot. Again, this is like a little fluky, these summer league games. So I'm not interested in really playing spreads over a bucket, maybe a bucket or like three. So I'm looking at the Suns here. They lost 73 to 72 last night and they have no ball handler. Tyshawn Alexander, second year pro from Crane's probably their best bet to run the offense. Jalen Smith. He was a little underwhelming as a rookie. He's the big man. But Utah has a physical defense. They got guys with some experience like Malachi Richardson, but also a nice guard in Trent Forrest and a big man in Uduka, Udoka Azabuki from Kansas, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm expecting a physical, slow-down, choppy game, you know, inside the paint, old-school type stuff. I played the under 166.5. I'm not sure if that's still available because I played it earlier today. It's still but, there, yep. Yeah, so that was my play on the game. And again, it's summer league, so I'm not going nuts with these things, but it's similar to the NFL preseason, whereas you really got to just look at the roster and try to predict how the game's going to play out exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Reed, thanks so much, man. Check out his stuff with BetQL, new piece on college football. Have a good night, man. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Reed. Guys, thanks as always. That's Reed Wallach. You can find him on Twitter, Reed Wallach with BetQL. And, uh, yeah, good stuff right there. He's college always football. so informative, man. And now that he's covering the summer league uh, for BetQL, man, that's that's a really, really huge benefit for you guys who need more handicapping advice from guys not named us. We're great, but oh, he's that, excellent. 